Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When we started to hear the stories coming out of Buffalo, New York, about an 18-year-old white male who live-streamed his mass murder rampage at a Buffalo, New York supermarket, it is just beyond comprehension for most people. Um, at least 10 people, eight of them black, two of them white, were shot and killed by this uh, Peyton Gendron is his name. And he also, from what we understand, posted a manifesto online, and he was influenced by previous mass murderers. So uh, I made a call to Tony McAleer, former skinhead and white supremacist, and uh, Tony's life has completely changed for years now. His book is The Cure for Hate, a former white supremacist's journey from violent extremism to radical compassion. Tony, thank you for speaking with us about this. Uh, what, what were you thinking? What, what are you thinking as you hear and you read about what took place in Buffalo at the supermarket yesterday with the clear racial assault? Uh, the first thing that came to my head, obviously, is, is you know thinking of the of the victims and their families and the loved ones that are left behind, but not again. I think because this is not this is not new, and I wish we were um, having this, converse, uh, this conversation under different circumstances. But these events, you know, they feed the next one, and. Yeah, I'm, I'm at a loss for for words of how horrific this is, but this this goes to back to Anders Breivik in 77, 76 people in in Norway. The you know from what I've seen of the, of the manifesto, it has some of his manifesto from from the New Zealand mosque, and we we sit here and you know we we talk about thoughts and prayers and. We, we really have to take this seriously and, and really take sort of concrete steps to put, put an end to this. Because you know, sadly, um, I don't think it's going to be the last one. That's what I wanted to ask you about. And one of the questions I have, by the way, I was exchanging texts with a friend this morning, and I, I wrote, uh, this is soul-destroying to hear these, of these situations, people just doing nothing other than going to the grocery store and being murdered for a purely racist objective. But here's the question. You understand this. If anybody's going to understand how it happens, how it happened, how it got there, you probably have a, certainly have a greater perspective on, on how this happened. How does an 18-year-old get to that point? Well, I think, I think in this case, I think there's certainly the, the isolation during the pandemic, I think from the time that this person really started going down that, uh, that that rabbit hole of of hate and conspiracy theories, and um, that I think exacerbates it. But um, he was on people's radar. You know, it's not that this came completely um, out of the blue, and, and and in all of these cases, somebody knows something before it before it happens and 
you know, we really have to make sure that um, if you see or hear something, you have to let people know. You can't just ignore it and know, you know, it's just an angry, an angry young kid. It, it, it's, you know, it's much deeper than that. And, and you know, I'm, I'm still at a loss for words for, you know, for this, this tragic event. And um, somebody, somebody knew something. Somebody should have said, said something. And, and there should be uh, services and communities that can recognize this stuff and intervene um, before events like this happen. And but it's it's Buffalo. It's, you know, we, we like to think it can't happen here in Canada, but it did. And the, you know, with the, the mosque shooting in in uh, <coughs> Quebec City, and Canada has just as many hate groups per capita as the United States. The United States has more guns, but we have just as many hate groups in Canada. And I think it should be should be a wake up call because you know. How far is Buffalo from Toronto? Not very far. I'm about an hour away from Buffalo right now. I can easily drive from here to Buffalo in an hour. And that's another it's another thing that struck, you know, I look out the window and I see Lake Ontario and say, Oh my god, it's just just across the water. One of the things you and I have talked about, which you've shared on the air with, with me in previous interviews, is that for People like this, whether it's an 18-year-old or a 28-year-old or a 38-year-old with that kind of mindset, there's a lot of cheerleading going on that they can access. There, there are groups out there, you just said it, who are going to cheer them on and, and try to direct them. So how strong is that movement? When you and I first talked, I think it was 10 years ago, has it, has it grown? Is it more violent, more persuasive, more um, attractive in a, such a terribly sinister way to people who are thinking like Gendron thinks? This type of violence has been around for a long time. The challenge now is, is with social media, um, there is a community for everyone, whether that whether that's a positive or a negative. You can find community for whatever you're into. And I think it's a lot easier to connect with those cheerleaders than it, than it ever was, for example, when I was active. Easier. And I think that's... Yeah, when I, when I was the, the neo-Nazi movement, you had to mail order books. You know, it took... You had to wait for, you know... A, public meeting that might have police or protesters it was the the barrier to entry was a lot steeper in the 80s and 90s now with the perception of anonymity and the internet you can binge watch an ideology in a weekend it's it's days and weeks it's not months and years you said earlier that people should look for there are always signs. Somebody always knows something before it happens. What do you look for? What are some of the signs? What are if if somebody's listening right now and they're they have some doubts about somebody in their fairly close circle? What are they, what what should they look for? Fantasies of of, of violence. I mean, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of fantasy goes into this. Um, but when you get the right cheerleaders in place, those fantasies 
get acted out and become you know, become reality. What are they? What are they posting? What are they? What are they talking about? What you know? Sometimes it's, it's symbols and clothes, or you know, talking about the great replacements, or you not not that that means you're a, you're going to be a mass murderer, but there's 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 warning signs in you know the the discussion and fantasy around violence in addition to uh, some of these non- <clears throat> nonsensical conspiracy theories. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.